Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode. I feel like I'm sitting, like, weirdly close to the mic during this episode, so if I sound, like, extra loud or something, I'm sorry. It's just the way that it's set up today. But today's episode is all about toxic positivity, which this is an episode that I have wanted to make for quite a long time now, actually. It's been probably like, I don't know, three or so months that I've thought about making this I, this episode, but I wanted to be able to go about it in a specific way to where I was making sure that I was using like relevant evidence and I was quoting people that were worth quoting and that I really had all of my thoughts and ideas lined up for this episode because I didn't just want to be like talking about nothing kind of so I want to apologize just right now if um if this episode comes off really scripted or if it sounds really scripted I do write down podcast notes for every episode so that way I can kind of keep myself on track because I want to make sure that I'm hitting the points that I want to hit but if I just like talk without any kind of structure, then we would be here forever and I would never make a valid point. So I do make notes, but this episode, the notes are lengthy. Like I have six pages of notes, I think, is what it totaled up to because I have a ton of people that I want to quote and I have a ton of resources listed here. So if it sounds scripted, that's why. I try to make my episodes sound as cohesive as possible, but I am looking forward to talking about this with you guys so that hopefully you learn a little bit of something because I feel like this is an issue that we've all kind of heard a little bit about, or I feel like some people just haven't heard about it because it's not as widespread as like toxic relationships or toxic friendships, but there is definitely something to be learned from this episode, so I hope that you take something away from it and start applying things to your own life. So let's do like our life catch up that we always do in the beginning of this episode. So I did get my Smile Direct Club like teeth aligners in the mail. I know that I've been talking about them for quite a long time now and I've said a lot of stuff about them and you're probably tired of hearing about it, but I got them in the mail and as we currently speak, I'm not overly thrilled about them, which I really hate to say because I was really looking forward to getting them and to having a great smile and like starting, I'm, I have a four month plan. So like being able to start the plan and just really get into it. I was really looking forward to it, but the plastic of the bottom set of aligners was stabbing into my tongue. So then my tongue blistered and then like I couldn't talk and I couldn't eat. And this happened like three days ago and it still hurts to talk. So if I sound funny, that's why, because my tongue hurts, but my tongue blistered from them. So I had my dad like file down the sides of the aligners so that the plastic isn't as long and hopefully doesn't stab into my tongue. Um, So I'm currently waiting for my tongue to heal before I put them back in. So I'm hoping to be able to start wearing them on Saturday and making sure that the plastic in the aligners like fits well and that my tongue doesn't hurt but I guess I'll keep you updated on that and then um we got another dog so we have two dogs we have a border collie and an Australian shepherd our border collie is literally almost as old as I am she's like 13 I'm 15 but the dog is like 13 
Um, and her name is Izzy. She's the most precious dog known to man. I love her so much. And then the Australian Shepherd is a little over a year old, I guess. Um, and her name is Dolly because her mom's name, like her dog mom, her name was Jolene. And so, you know, Dolly Parton wrote the song. So we named the dog Dolly after Dolly Parton, which I think that's pretty cool. I love Dolly Parton. She's such an amazing person. She does so many great things. So definitely check out things about Dolly Parton if you haven't. She does a lot of incredible work. Um, but then our second dog came from the same people that we got Dolly from. And she is also an Australian Shepherd. She's all white and has the most gorgeous blue eyes. Her name is Lola because of that kink song that's like, la, 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 Lola. I'm not going to sing it for you. I hope you know what I'm talking about, but definitely check it out on Spotify if you haven't because it's actually a pretty good song. But I don't I don't really like dogs. I am 100% a cat person. It takes me a long time to come around to dogs. There's only like a list of four dogs that I can tolerate in my life and I don't know, just I just don't really like dogs. Cats are so much better. But I'm not going to get into that debate because I know people have strong opinions about cats versus dogs. But I'm starting to come around to like Lola. I haven't completely made up my mind yet. She bites everything. She is biting my feet and my ankles all the time, which is not something that I appreciate. So I think I'll like her eventually. But as of now, I want to stick with my cats. And then... I went grocery shopping the other day, well, yesterday, for some more vegetarian and vegan options. I shared in my last podcast episode that I am currently trying to become vegetarian, which is going fantastic, by the way. I am genuinely loving every single minute of eating plant-based and cutting out meat and all of this stuff. It's pretty amazing. Um... I thought that eating out would be much more of a problem than it is, but it's really not. I had Olive Garden a few days ago, and they had, I don't know, roughly like five or six vegetarian options on the menu. They were marked with a little V. So I got, what did I get? I got spaghetti with marinara, and that came with like fried eggplants, um, and they were coated in something. I had never had eggplant before, but it was pretty enjoyable, I will say. I didn't finish it because it was a lot of food, but I do have leftovers. That might be good for lunch now that I think about it, but that was pretty good. So I would recommend checking out Olive Garden if you're starting out vegetarian and you want to make sure that you have options to eat at restaurants. And then I had the Cheesecake Factory yesterday with my mom and my friend Kinsey and they had tons of vegetarian options. Um, I will say with the Cheesecake Factory, I don't know if it's so like they're not handing out physical copies of menus. You have to like scan the QR code with your phone. And I don't know if like the menu is formatted different on the PDF or something. But the options that are vegetarian or vegan, they're not marked with anything. It just like in the description of the food it just doesn't list any meat or if it's like veggie or plant-based or something like that it'll say plant-based it's just not marked so it's kind of hard to find but there were definitely a lot of options on there you just had to read about them so I got a veggie burger with a side of sweet potato fries and it was delicious and I loved it um 
the burger is giant. So I ate half of the burger at the restaurant and then took the rest of it home with me. And then for dinner that night, I took like the bun off of the burger and just put like the middle part of the burger, like, you know, the actual substantive part in a bowl and heated it up and ate it kind of like a burger bowl, I guess you would say, which was really delicious. But so I am vegetarian, but like the more things that I can buy or the more things that I can that I can consume that are vegan, the better, because I feel like in my mind when I decided that I wanted to go vegetarian, the goal for me has always been to somehow down the road become vegan but that is going to be a long journey for me to take because I haven't even been vegetarian for a month yet so just buying like vegan things here and there I am completely okay with doing that so I went to Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and I found vegan cheese and vegan butter which personally I am really jazzed about that I know people hate on vegan cheese all the time but I think it tastes just like normal cheese. The cheese brand that I got is Violife, Violife, V-I-O, Life. And I got the mozzarella shredded cheese, which I think tastes just like normal cheese. It definitely has a different texture than normal cheese, but I think it tastes the same. And I'm actually going to use them in a stuffed pepper recipe tonight because I'm going to make dinner for my family. And then the butter that I got is... um earth balanced brand and I think it tastes just like normal butter the texture is a little bit different but I think it tastes the same it's a little salty but I think it tastes pretty good and I didn't look at the ingredients until I got home but it does have palm oil in it so if you didn't know you should really try to avoid buying products that have palm oil in it it's better for the environment do some research on it because I don't really want to go in depth about it here because we have quite the lengthy episode to get into today but it does have palm oil in it so I probably won't buy it again but it does taste it does taste pretty good so I'm gonna do research on vegan butters without palm oil and I wanted to take a moment to shout out a small business that I purchased from recently and then I feel like you guys if you are a Harry Styles fan you should definitely check them out her Instagram is Emma Marlena shop I don't know if I'm saying it right I hope I am but I'm gonna link her Etsy shop in the podcast notes of this episode so that you can check her out I got the variety necklace and I'm completely in love with it I don't think I'll ever not wear it because it goes with literally everything and it's the perfect length and she hand makes everything herself and the packaging was so cute it comes from Germany and I absolutely loved it and I definitely think I'll be buying from her again because she has the most adorable things on her shop so definitely go check that out because small business is something that we should totally be supporting whenever we can so I will put that information in the podcast notes along with everything today because like I said, I am quoting and I'm saying a ton of things today and I want to make sure that um, I want to make sure that I am giving the credit that is deserved for these people that did a lot of hard work into I just dropped my phone <laughs> that did a lot of hard work into researching toxic positivity. So Anything that I mention today or anything that I say is going to be linked in the podcast notes. So I do that with a lot of things, but you can find all of the sources and all of the information in the podcast notes.
So toxic positivity, right? We're going to just jump right into the major chunk of this episode. So toxic positivity is something that I see all the time on social media. And while the general idea of being positive throughout life isn't necessarily bad, being over positive, like overly positive in your life and projecting that mindset onto others can become really, really harmful. And I know that like saying that probably doesn't make a lot of sense, but I hope that as we continue talking, it kind of makes sense. But I think I think positivity can be an extremely great thing in your life because I think it is really important to just be positive about things, you know, because if you're looking for the negatives in literally every single thing in your life, then your life is going to be pretty sad because it is nice to look at the bright side of things and to look at the positives and say, oh, yes, it's really sunny outside as opposed to like, I don't even know. But like sunshine is nice. It is good to be positive. But being obsessively positive, that's where it gets bad. So the psychological group defines toxic positivity as we define toxic positivity as the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. The process of toxic positivity results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. And then they go on to say, just like anything done in excess, when positivity is used to cover up or silence the human experience, it becomes toxic. The truth is humans are flawed. We get jealous, angry, resentful, and greedy. Sometimes life can just flat out suck. By pretending that we are positive vibes all day, we deny the validity of a genuine human experience. So I know that was a lot and I hope I didn't talk too fast and that you could pick up what I was saying. But like I said, all of all of the websites and stuff will be linked below. So I think that that is a great quote to include in this episode because like it says like the truth is humans are flawed we get jealous anger resentful and greedy sometimes life can just flat out suck by pretending that we are positive vibes all day we deny the validity of a genuine human experience so it's like when you tell somebody that you're going through like a really hard time or something happened to you that made you feel frustrated and they just respond with like get over it or it could be worse or things like that that's toxic positivity we're going to talk both about being toxically positive towards other people but also toxically positive towards yourself so when you when someone tells you that something that happened in their life or something that someone did to them made them feel angry or sad or frustrated but then you respond with like things get better or it could be worse, or get over it, or things like that. That is where toxic positivity is. That's where it lies, and that's like a prime example of it because I feel the need to point out that feeling frustrated about things and feeling angry about things and just overall being upset about things is normal. I feel like in society, we're kind of coming around to the idea of normalizing emotions, but it's not 100% there yet. Like, just the normalization of genuine emotions isn't present in society 100% yet. So, I just know that the way that you feel and that the way situations make you feel 
is normal and it's okay. And when someone responds in a toxic, positive way, it makes you feel invalidated. And it makes you feel like you shouldn't be feeling that way. But if we dismiss the fact that we feel frustrated about things or that something made us feel angry, then I feel like we're not coping with our emotions. It's like we're just letting them sit on the surface instead of actually feeling our emotions that we can get to a better place in the future because I feel like the only way that you're going to improve how you feel about certain things is by allowing yourself to feel the emotion and allowing yourself to be frustrated when something makes you frustrated or to be sad when something makes you feel sad because then you know how that emotion feels. You can respond to it. You can cope with it however you cope with things and then you can move on. Because healing is your own process, grieving is your own process, hurt is your own process, and however you deal with that is up to you. And I feel like we shouldn't let other people determine how we're going to feel or determine how we're going to handle our emotions. So, like, this has happened to me before, and afterwards, it makes me feel bleh. Like, if I tell someone that I feel a certain way, and then they respond in a way that's toxically positive, I feel so, like, bleh afterwards like I can't do anything afterwards I feel like this has definitely happened to everyone at least once and I think we can all relate to the way that it makes us feel afterwards because you know we like knowing that people are there for us and we like knowing that we have a comfort crowd in people but when someone tells us like it could be worse instead of saying like I'm here for you rant to me or let me know how I can help it does make you feel kind of weird. Like, it does make you feel like, oh, I just kind of spilled out all my emotions and you didn't really give me anything back. And I don't know if it's just me and that, like, patience is something that I can definitely work on, but when people tell me, like, yeah, things can be better, it makes me feel like, yeah, I don't need you to tell me that things can be better or that things could be worse because I know that things could be worse. But regardless of that, this this is how that situation made me feel and it made me feel angry and I just wanted to talk about it with you. And I feel like when we have people in our lives that can be toxically positive, that It makes us almost feel like we have to defend our emotions or that we have to make them valid, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because I feel like just the fact that you have emotions and the fact that you're feeling a certain way, that is already valid and that is already justified. So you shouldn't have to go out of your way to make yourself heard or to make yourself feel justified. I feel like the people that we surround ourselves with is... uh, incredibly important because it's really good to have friends in your life that you feel like you can just talk to and not not expect anything back because I know for me that if something really got on my nerves or if a situation made me feel sad or upset I want to be able to just rant about it and not receive advice back I want to be able to just have the openness with somebody to be able to tell them that this made me feel a certain way and for them to just listen to me and then tell me like it's okay I'm here for you those kind of 
I guess they're kind of like barriers, but those kind of friendships are extremely important to me. And I feel like it's something that a lot of us should be striving for is to have friendships like that. Being able to just talk about situations and for them not to make me feel like I have to go the extra mile to justify my feelings, that's really important to me. And I feel like toxic positivity like directly cuts that off because it makes you feel like you have to go that extra mile to make yourself heard or to make yourself feel seen. But in reality, just the fact that you have feelings and just the fact that this is how something made you feel is already 100% valid. So toxic positivity doesn't always look like someone telling you something about your situation. Like I said earlier, we're going to talk about toxic positivity towards others and towards ourselves. So the health line says it can be a meme that tells you to just change your outlook to be happy. It can be a friend who repeatedly posts how productive they're being during lockdown. It can be your own feelings that you shouldn't dwell on your feelings of sadness, anxiety, and loneliness or fear. So this is something that when I was thinking about making this episode is something that I really wanted to talk about is how the pandemic and the lockdown situation, I feel like toxic positivity really showed up during that time. So I feel like toxic positivity really showed up during the pandemic. I feel like on a whole, we're all feeling the same emotions. And I feel like we're all feeling emotions that we have never felt before. Because like isolation and living during a pandemic is new to pretty much everybody. Living through a pandemic is something that we have never experienced before. So it's all completely new to everybody. And I feel like the way that we feel during isolation or the way that we felt during lockdown and the start of the pandemic, I feel like that's how almost everyone was feeling is like this sense of like, I don't know what's happening, like a sense of uncertainty pretty much. And that I feel like is a really new feeling for a lot of us. Having feelings like that or having thoughts like that are completely normal, but I also feel like, and this is what I think is weird about the whole toxic positivity during the pandemic situation, is that we were all feeling the same way, but when you told somebody that this is how you were feeling, I feel like a lot of times the average response was, it'll get better or will get out of this or things could be worse or something like something along those lines and i want to point out that while yes those situations those uh, statements are true like yes we will eventually be out of a pandemic yes it'll all get better yes things could be worse but those emotions are so new and that feeling is so new that it's valid And that feeling uncertain about a pandemic and how it makes you feel is a normal way to be feeling. And when I feel like when we just tell people things will be better, but we don't actually console them or we don't pour any effort into actively trying to be there for people, I feel like in a sense things just kind of fall apart because I feel like having strong community and having people that you can lean on and having people that you can talk to is extremely important, especially during the pandemic. It was nice to know that people were there for you, but 
people that would just tell you it'll be okay, I don't feel like they're actively pouring in effort or pouring in energy to making you feel heard or making you feel seen. And that definitely showed up in my life during like the beginnings of the pandemic. I feel like that showed up in a lot of people's lives. But, you know, surrounding ourselves with people that make us feel heard and that make us feel valid, I think that's really important. I also feel like a really common response to like tell people was like, yeah, well, at least you're still alive or yeah, at least you haven't gotten sick yet or you haven't gotten the virus yet. And while like that is true, that's completely true. I feel like it straight up dismisses someone's feelings about being scared or about being worried about the virus because I know a ton of people that have like gotten sick from the virus or that have had family members affected by the virus. So the fact that people are just like straight up concerned about it is completely valid and is completely normal. But when you tell people, yeah, well, at least you haven't gotten sick yet, I feel like that just dismisses everything that they just told you. So these are some signs of toxic positivity that... I wanted to give to you guys. So these all came from the psychology group, um, the website that I got a lot of quotes from for this episode. And they gave quite a long list, but I just wanted to point out a couple that I feel like were really important or just the ones that really stood out to me the most. So one of them is trying to just get on with it by stuffing or dismissing an emotion Feeling guilty for pe- feeling guilty for feelings that you feel, minimizing other people's experiences with feel-good quotes or statements, trying to give someone perspective. Example: It could be worse instead of validating their emotional experience. And I feel like that last one is really important: the trying to give someone perspective instead of validating their emotional experience. I feel like that one is really important because. A lot of times, like I said earlier, it's not that I want advice back when I rant to people. It's that I really just wanted to get something off of my chest so that I didn't have to carry it with me anymore. And by them just listening and by them just simply responding like, I'm here for you. You can talk to me at any time. I hear what you're saying. I feel what you're going through or something like that. That makes me feel so comforted and that makes me feel so secure in a friendship because it makes, in my mind, it gives off a sense of trust. It's like I trusted you with my emotions and now you're trusting me with the fact that I can come to you about anything. And I feel like that is so amazing and that kind of dynamic is really important to have in friendships. So when they respond in that way, I feel validated and I feel heard and I feel seen And I feel like a lot of us aren't getting that out of our friendships or people are scared to speak up about the fact that people aren't making them feel seen. But I want to just point it out right now that if you feel like in a friendship or in a relationship, you aren't getting back what you feel like you deserve, speak up about it. You're not going to come across as rude or mean because I think that's probably what one of our fears is, is sounding rude. But it's really just you 
expressing that you feel like you deserve more or that you feel like your emotions aren't being heard when they should be heard because they're normal things to feel, speak up about it. I feel like that is extremely important, especially just coming around to the idea that it's okay to speak up about things that make you feel discomforted. And then they also had this really interesting chart that I wanted to talk about with you guys. And it's examples of like a toxic saying versus a non-toxic response. So like a toxic thing to say was, don't think about it, stay positive. Whereas a non-toxic response would be, describe what you're feeling, I'm listening. And then I'm just going to go through all of these because I feel like they're really important. And there's not that many of them. Don't worry, be happy. As opposed to, I see that you're really stressed, anything I can do. Failure is not an option. As opposed to, failure is a part of growth and success. Everything will work out in the end. Versus, this is really hard, I'm thinking of you. Positive vibes only. Versus, I'm here for you, both good and bad. If I can do it, so can you. Versus, everyone's story, abilities, limitations are different, and that's okay. Delete negativity versus suffering is a part of life. You are not alone. Look for the silver lining versus I see you. I'm here for you. Everything happens for a reason versus sometimes we can draw the short straw in life. How can I support you during this hard time? It could be worse versus that sucks. I'm so sorry you're going through this. And, you know, it's not like you have to copy and paste these responses and just change up everything and start responding this way about things. But I feel like just the general idea of realizing and being able to determine what is toxic and what is not toxic is really important. And coming up with responses that fit certain situations that aren't toxic is a really important thing to do. I wanted to talk about that I personally think it's okay to call out people that are being toxically positive in my mind, the only way that like change is going to happen is by calling out the behavior that's wrong. And I'm not saying that like you completely confront them and you're like, you suck for being toxically positive. You don't understand how this makes me feel. I'm so angry with the way that you talk to me sometimes. Don't do it like that. Do not do it like that. I really don't want that to be the vibe that you take away from this episode. But find a way to express your emotions in a polite way and try to have a mature conversation like person to person like sometimes you say things like this this is how it makes me feel is there anything I do that makes you feel bad or that doesn't make you feel heard or doesn't make you feel valid because I want to be able to be someone you can come to and I want you to be able to be someone that I can come to. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about our emotions. Let's see how we can grow. I feel like those kind of conversations are extremely important to have with everybody. Not just friendships, not just like intimate relationships, but like with parents, with guardians, you know, with family members. I just feel like it's extremely important. At the end of the day, like, 
if we're all being hit by toxic positivity from a friend in your life or from anybody in your life, it makes you feel so invalidated and bad about yourself, then you start to suppress your emotions and that's really not okay. Like if you talk to someone about how you feel and the only response that you're ever getting is it'll be okay or it'll be worse, it could be worse, something like that, then I feel like if you hear that enough, you're eventually going to start telling yourself that it's okay to not feel things or you're eventually going to start like putting your feelings in a jar and just shoving them away. But in reality, feel the emotion and learn how to deal with it in a way that is good for you. So if you see toxic positivity starting to pop up in your friendships, like I said earlier, like find a nice and polite way to tell them how what they're doing makes you feel and you would prefer it if they didn't say or if they didn't act certain ways and then see if a change happens. I, I feel the need to say that like it's not bad to be positive about things. I feel I'm really scared that the vibe that you're going to get from this episode is that like, positivity is bad. Don't be positive. We all have to be negative. I don't want that to be the way that it's sounding or the way that it's coming across because that is a hundred percent not the intention of this episode and that's not what I want you to feel after listening to this. So it's fine to be positive and I think that it's really good to be positive. I think it's okay to be positive about things but when you start to feel basic human emotions that aren't generally perceived as positive so when you start to feel sad or when you start to feel angry about things don't try to cover them up with excessive amounts of positivity that this like that is what I want you to take away from this feel your emotions and allow yourself to be a human and handle your emotions in a way that allows you to grow and become a better person That is how I want you to feel after listening to this because I feel like it can definitely be like taken away from this that like positivity in all forms is bad, which is completely false. That's not true. Positivity is a good thing, but don't let your basic human emotions be suppressed. Allow yourself to feel your emotions and just grow from there. I feel like a good way to stop ourselves from being positive toxically positive towards ourselves is by practicing gratitude and I know that is something that I talk about a lot on the podcast I talk about how important it is to write down your gratitudes and stuff but I feel like that is genuinely so important when you think about all of the things that you have to be grateful for I feel like toxic positivity just slowly starts to diminish a lot of toxic positivity stems from the idea that like things could be worse. So if we start realizing all the amazing things that we have in our life, then I think our ability to handle negative situations in our life gets better because we don't even have to think twice about what we're grateful for because we've already wrote it down or we've already thought about it for the day. So I feel like just in general, the way that we can handle negative situations gets better if we start to consider what we're grateful for. So like, Write down a list of four things as often as you can of just like four things that you're grateful for for the day. And it can be like as little as like you're grateful for oat milk or you're grateful for the ability to pay all your bills on time. 
Like, it can be a variety of different things. You know, you don't have to just be grateful for big things. I think it's really important to be grateful for small things, too. Also, I wanted to point out that my dog is sitting beside me as I'm recording this, and she is currently in a deep slumber, and she is snoring. So if you hear that, that is what that is. And I'm sorry. It's like a weird vibration sound, but I'm sorry if I'm sorry if the mic is picking up on it. So that was quite the heavy episode, and I hope that it wasn't too much to take in, but I really do hope that it kind of opened your eyes up to something bigger and helped you realize a problem that does happen in a lot of people's lives in ways that we can kind of combat that because, yeah, that is definitely something that I wanted to talk about for a long time now. But I'm afraid that the episode is getting lengthy, so I want to just wrap it up here with a small joy. So the second trimester of school is coming to a close, which is fantastic because that means no more geometry class. I am so happy about this. I am literally, I'm just so over geometry, and it is so stressful. Like, I don't even know. Like, it's at the point where I could just give up about geometry. I, ugh, it's so annoying. I'm sorry if you like math. Math is fun when you know what you're doing, but I don't know what I'm doing, so it's not fun. But I really am just trying to stay as focused and trying to work really hard for this, um, There's only a week left in the class, so I really am trying to put a lot of energy into it so that I can come out on the other side proud and happy that I made it this far. I just want to be, like, the best that I can be for the class, but that that is my small joy, is the fact that the trimester is almost over, so that way I can start a fresh new trimester and everything will be fine. No more math stress for the year. But yeah, I hope you guys are having a great Saturday. I hope that you took something away from this um, and that everything is going great in your life. You know, be grateful, be intentional, and I hope that you enjoyed this and be back on Saturday to listen to the next episode.